Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. Phil and I are here to talk about some uncommon sense on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. And we got a week's worth of uncommon sense to impact uh, unpack a little bit yeah yeah we've got some a lot of uncommon sense going on this that's week. right a lot of it going on so what's going on buddy how you doing doing really good doing yeah. good yeah uh you're doing better than uh dogecoin people <laughs> yeah yeah much, much better yeah yeah unfortunately yeah. if uh if you jumped on that bandwagon hopefully you got in really early and got out before and it got, got out. crazy so yeah, yeah. At the time we're taping this, what'd you tell me? It's five cents? Yeah, I, I just saw a post this morning. It was five cents. So it uh, yeah. took a big yeah. jump up and fell hard. What what comes up must come down. So so let's let's unpack it a little bit. So crypto uh, has taken a just a, a whooping, as, uh, as my dad would have said, uh, this past week. Chinese, uh, there's some stuff going on with the Chinese government. There's yep. some various different things that kind of kicked it into place. But I mean, basically at one point, Bitcoin uh, as the big name was up at 60,000. Right now it's down. Yeah. I mean, it, it hit a huge run this year and then it gave year. it all back. So <laughs> it, it's given it all back. Yeah. I think it's down 11% right now where, like I said, Doge was at like down 30 something, probably more than that now this morning Yeah, uh, at the time we're doing it. So what to you know? What to make of it, Phil? Is that is that part of what we've been kind of saying with some of this stuff? It's easy to be, uh, it's kind of like the dot com millionaires and also oh, it, dot com nots, right? It is. It is absolutely so much like the dot com era. Um, in fact, I've got a manager we'll probably bring on some point that um, is specializing in crypto, oh, and great. we've had several discussions on this. And <clears throat> if you mirror kind of back to what took place in the dot com era. Mm -hmm crypto is, is mirroring that exact same thing. And we think, think back of that day, you know, or that era, there were so many of these companies popping up everywhere that they made no money. They were losing all sorts of money, yeah. but trading, you know, for huge amounts and boof, they're gone now. All, all vanished, yeah. you know, out of that whole craziness came a few big names that we all know now. Yeah. Cuban. You know, but yeah. yep. Yep. But back then it was like, who is that? So yeah. Similar things are happening today. I mean, there's thousands of crypto, you know, currencies or assets out there, and right, like Dogecoin. I mean, you know, yeah. is it is it viable? Is it something that has a real use? Is it? So yeah, you've really be careful what you're investing in. You know, don't don't invest more than you can lose. I mean, there's all sorts of funny. I don't know if you've seen any of it on Facebook, there are all sorts of funny memes on that where yeah, there was this one, yeah. you know, there was this one out there that had this, uh, it said, don't, you know, don't invest more than you can afford to lose. And it was a husband and wife. And uh, then the next one, the wife says, you didn't invest more than you can afford to lose. Right. <laughs> and he's kind of <laughs> looking off to the side, like, uh, uh, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously Bitcoin's the big name and, and that one's, and it's still obviously quite high and, you know, people, but you know, the funny thing is, is it's been around quite a bit longer than a lot of people realize it's been, you know, right. newsworthy and so on and so forth for the last couple of years. But as really kind of the, I guess the leader in the crypto space, uh, it's, you know, it's still been out there and it's still pretty strong comparatively, but like right. anything, Phil, I mean, yeah, you definitely got to be careful because this stuff is still really, really in its infancy. <laughs> It is, it is, yeah, very much in the infancy. I mean, there, there is so much similarity to, to the dot-com era, you know, and if you look You're back figuring at it out, yeah. the volatility and the, 
all these names popping up. I mean, back in that era, if you think back and you probably don't even remember the names now, no. you know, of all these companies popped up everywhere worth, you know, all this crazy amounts of money that there was nothing there. You know, the same similar things happening in, in crypto. I mean, it's, you know, you can develop your own crypto asset and, you know, go out there and, and raise money, you know, based on, on selling your coins and right. Oof, if there's and no, then, it's gone. Yeah. yeah if, if there's no actual viability to the infrastructure and purpose and, you know, at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of these companies or coins, whatever you want to call it, that are going to just be washed away because there's not viability. But, you know, I truly believe too, there's going to be a lot of companies that come out of this, just like the dot-com era, you know, that's exactly. going to change the, the internet and how things work. I mean, it's yeah, the landscape. What, yeah, a lot of people are calling this like inter the internet 2.0, you know, because yeah, this is that next stage of interacting on the digital side more on the currency now. True. And I think there's definitely going to be a place for investors. But, you know, again, a lot of times it's the time horizon and what you can afford to deal with and the yep. volatility. And it's not going to be for everybody right now. And, yeah, yep. the idea of wanting to be, uh, you know, a crypto millionaire uh, is great. But then... You know, this week you may be a, a crypto ramen, you know, noodle eater. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, with any investing, I mean, if you're basing on investing based on what's in the headlines, you missed it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't do it because yeah. you're, you're probably too late and it's going to hurt, you know? So. Yeah. You go from the, from those highs, right? The, the millionaire highs to like, you know, back in the college dorm days. And that's what I, what I could think of with, you know, when you're so, you know, it's like, well, you know, for 15 cents, I can get together some ramen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. But anyway, uh, all right. So let's talk about, well, I mean, that kind of really works with our theme anyway today, which is uncommon sense. Right. Um, so I've got some basic statements, Phil, that, that people make in, in the industry and, and uh, we're talking about clients and, Sure. And investors and so on and so forth. Uh, and we know I, I, no one out there listening is going to disagree with these. Uh, all of these, everybody's going to nod their head and say, absolutely, yep. that makes total sense. But what we wind up doing is the opposite often, you know, so yep. that's why we're kind of calling it uncommon sense because uh, these are common sense statements. So start with a classic. We'll go with a biggie. Buy low, sell high. Nobody's going to disagree with that, right? We that's all, right. I mean, that's how you make money in the market, right? We all know that. <laughs> so then why do we tend to not do it more times than not? Yeah, I mean, it'll, it basically comes down to emotions, right? Fear. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, crypto is a great example of that. You get all hyped up and say, oh, man, you know, it's up to whatever it is, 50,000. It's going to the moon. I got to jump on this train before I, I missed out, you know, fear yeah. of missing out. Yeah, FOMO, right? And all of a sudden, bam, you know, where's it at today? And you're like, oh, what did I do? Oh, no, I got to get out of this, you know? And it's like, okay, what did you just do? Exactly the opposite of what you were supposed to do. You bought high, rode it to the bottom, panicked, and yep. got out. So uh, the pandemics, uh, March yep, last same, year. Yep, same thing. You know, people, so that's why <clears throat> when you're looking at investing, you got to understand risk, you got to understand volatility. You're going to have some volatility in anything you invest in. You know, and then make sure that risk is positioned in such a way that you're going to be comfortable with it. Because doing that, that buying high, selling low, that's exactly the opposite of what you want to do. And unfortunately, if you, you do that, you're, you know, might not be able to come back. So, well, and, and this is where I think advisors really bring a lot of their value to the table. Uh, and yes. this is my opinion. But so if you're thinking about doing something or you're seeing the bottom drop out on something and, and you're, you're calling up your advisor and you're saying, get me out, get me out right now. 
you know, they're going to be there to give you that sounding board of pros and cons and say, okay, right. what's going on? Why are you thinking this? Let's take a look at some things. Let's reevaluate or let's, you know, take a step back to the plan and see what that's doing. And I'm not necessarily talking about the crypto thing, especially if that's speculative. I'm talking about more when we were uh, full sale drop like last March and April, right? That right. Kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And, and again, that definitely is where an advisor can help because it's, you know, somebody to, to step in and, and at least give an opinion, you know, and then, I mean, I've had that discussion with a few clients and Only at more. the end of the day, it's your money. You tell me what you want to do. I'm going to do it. It's, sure. I, I can't prevent that. But, but here's but some, here's some, reasons some discussion why. first, right. right? You know, do you really want to do this? This is, we've got risk position the right way, you know, and, and walk through that at least to help maybe talk you off the cliff, the edge. You know, maybe, maybe not. But at the end of the day, if you want to jump, then, hey, let's hey, exactly. give me the order. Tell me to do it and we'll do it. Yeah, exactly. So I can't prevent you from doing it. But, you know, but again, hopefully that's a discussion you've had before you get there. Right. Because you know you're going to get there. Yeah. You know, if you're investing, and unfortunately, I think we've kind of lost that concept. And the pandemic, I think, brought it back a little bit. But almost in bolstered those that are, oh, the market's always going up. It's, you know, because it, yeah, it dropped, but boom, it was bounced, it bounced back so quick Thank that, you. Yeah. you know, that wasn't reality. Well, you know, side, so. to, to that mean, point, it, Phil, there's a lot of advisors out there right now working that don't know anything but an upside. Right. Uh, Absolutely. Been in the industry since 2010 or 2011. Right. And so it's like, well, yeah. it always goes up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if that's your advisor's experience, then exactly. I mean, they, you know, the, the pandemic, when they went through that, that was, Oh, wow. I've never seen a market drop like that. And granted again, nobody else had it many times. No, no one else had either. I mean, it was a historical event, both on the down and the up, but right. They, the but, markets do go up, go down. I mean, they, yeah. they always come back to, I call that reversion to the mean, right? Anytime you're you're earning more in an investment what it's than what its average return has been, mm -hmm. you know you're going to be giving some of that return back at some point. Okay. So again, uncommon sense is you know to do the opposite. Common sense, I should say, is buy low and sell high. But right. we tend to do the opposite because we let our emotions get in the way and we panic or we feel like we're going to yep. miss out. So again. Great value, I think, in having an advisor to help be that sounding board for us. Yep. Let's move on, Phil, get to some other ones here. Uh, paying more in taxes than we have to. Duh, right? No one's probably standing outside, you know, you're a CPA. No one's outside your office going with a sign going, Phil, I want to pay more taxes, right? I don't think that really happens. But we don't wind up being as efficient as we could be whenever you're doing things for folks in tax season and all throughout Absolutely. the year. That's part of your job is to say, hey, how can I make you more efficient? Yeah. And I mean, I, I always joke around with clients. I said, look, you've got to pay under Caesar what Caesar's, right? It's part of our obligation, but you don't have to tip them. Don't, don't leave any more on the table that, right? than what you have yeah. to, you know? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have any patriotic duty to, to pay more than what your fair share is. And there's rules and regulations and ways to minimize that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely take advantage of it. You know, but again, it's one of those things you can't let the, I always say, let the tax tail wag the dog, so to speak. Right. As with any anything, understand the pros and cons and in, in where it fits in, but yet don't make taxes your only decision. We absolutely try to minimize taxes when we're planning, but too often I see, and unfortunately it's because maybe somebody's been sold on this. And mm. I mean, taxes are a big deal now. Sure. Advisors, yeah. all advisors are talking about taxes. Tax, tax, tax. Yeah. Very, very few of them really understand it. 
you know, but it's a sales topic, you know, oh yeah, taxes, everyone's concerned. I mean, Biden's, you know, the, the administration's looking at all these changes that, that are potentially coming through, some of which might make it, you know, a lot of which won't. So sure. understand it, but don't make decisions just on that. You know, so understand your, pros and cons, but have a, a plan. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to say, so, you know, don't necessarily, necessarily just get into a vehicle for the potential tax benefit if right. it doesn't wind up making the, the most math sense. And we've been, we've seen that. Sometimes we'll see that with people having those conversations around a mortgage, right? That changed with the, the yep. new tax structure we're under or whatever the case is, or just getting into an investment because they think it's got tax benefits. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, if, if taxes are the thing that are being presented to you as a, you know, means of saving and you got to do this, life insurance is a great example. And there's nothing wrong with life insurance. They use it all the time. You know, I th in the right scenario is a good fit as with any investment type vehicle. Right. And although life insurance technically isn't an investment, but there's a lot of marketing out there that's done around tax-free retirement you know, right. and using yeah. life insurance or Roth IRAs and different things, you just got to be really careful, you know, yeah. understand pros and cons. And if there's only one thing being presented, you got to step back and say, okay, why is it really a good fit? And, you know, should I necessarily move all the way in that direction? Okay. All right. Uh, Understand well, pros and cons is really what it comes down to. Pros and cons is yep. That's our one of it's our second favorite fa phrase on the show. Yep. Uh, check the or run the math or do the math. Run, yeah. run the math. Yeah, you got to do that too when you're talking about taxes. That's right. Um, <laughs> so I can kind of circle back around to this one a little bit. We'll keep this one short and sweet since it's kind of similar to the first one in a way. Keeping costs low. Uh, again, you won't find anybody that disagrees with that. We all look for a you know a, a nice sale, fifty percent off, buy one get yep. one free, you know whatever, right? So that typically catches our attention. But a lot of times, as investors, we we say I want to keep my costs low. But then when you start dissecting, it's like, well, you're not. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and again, there's pros and cons of this. You've got to understand, you know, the, the reality of costs. And, and a lot of times, unfortunately, I think costs are are um, brought out as a headline, you know, by some okay. of the companies that that is their main focus is low, low cost, right? Which I'm not saying costs aren't important, but you got to compare apples to apples because often the, the funds or vehicles that are very low cost, there's not man, you know, a lot, if any of, of management taking place in that kind of right. a vehicle, right? You know, so if you're buying a, an index fund or an index ETF, there's not a manager that is making any kind of decision relating to that. They're simply trying to mirror an index. You're getting zero tech support, if you will. So there, yeah, exactly the way of looking at it, right? So you're going to follow that index. And if that's what you want to do, great. But you can't compare that to a very tactically managed strategy or fund or whatever it is. Right. Much it's apples and oranges. You know, yeah. that's like comparing vehicles based on gas mileage. Well, yeah, the Yugo is going to win every time, right? Because I mean, it gets like 50 <laughs> miles of the gallon. Right. But if you're trying to tow a, a camper with it, yeah. you, you're not going to get very far. You know, you yeah. got to have something, you know, so you understand pros and cons. So yeah, don't take a Yugo across bridges. They, uh, that, that's right. Not, not good. <laughs> Unless there's somebody behind you pushing. <laughs> yeah. Most people probably don't even remember the Yugo, but yeah. Whoa. What's What a, what a car. Uh, all right. So let's go to a grandma ism here for again, uncommon sense. We all know these things to be true. Yep. Uh, grandma would say, you know, don't put our eggs in one basket. And that's a, yep. a cliche to the moon and back financial thing. But where I want to go with this, Phil is, is that 
you will get someone to call and, and come in and some prospective new client, for example, and they say, Hey, I, you know, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to work with you. I, I think I've done a good job. Here's my stuff. And I got like these 12 mutual funds that I got from eight different companies and I did a good job, right? I'm, I'm diversified, you know, and yep. I'm ready to roll. And you probably have to kind of bring them back down to earth and go, well, of the 12 mutual funds you got, you know, 10 of them are all large cap. And they right. pretty much all have the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. So you've got to really understand, you know, what is diversification? I mean, it's that's not it. It, it isn't necessarily being invested in twelve different things in the same basket. You know, yeah, yeah you're diversified, but in that basket, not across the whole. It platform. all goes up, but it all goes down. Right. And I mean, if you've been in that large cap section, yeah, you've really enjoyed the last. 10 years, you know, six, eight years. I mean, although it, small caps great done better this year, hasn't it? Phil? Well, now, yeah, it's, it's starting to, the winds are starting to shift, okay. right? right? You know, so you've got to understand that's where diversification comes into play. Right. There's going to be times in that portfolio you look at and say, oh man, I wish I would have had more over here. Why am I invested here? This is down. Right. Eventually it all comes back and, and balance. So that's why you, you've got to have that blend. So, yeah, so we definitely want to be you know, have different things where we're up at sometimes and we're going to be down at the others, but that's the point of proper diversification versus just everything in one asset class. Yeah. And I mean, there's other pieces or other uh, aspects of diversification too, that often doesn't get looked at tax is one of them, sure. right? I mean, don't right. put all your eggs in one basket. Tax A lot of times people save everything they have in IRAs, 401ks, those tax deferred vehicles, same concept really applies there that's not necessarily the right option, right? You, okay. you should probably have more of a blend of where things are at from a tax standpoint. So, all right. Yep. Uh, let's do one more here, Phil, and then we'll wrap it up this week. Uh, market timing, as we've seen this week with Doge and, and crypto, it's just virtually impossible, right? I mean, I don't care who you are. I don't even, even the people who can create massive flows with a tweet, yep. um, probably still, you know what I mean? It's like, it's so, you just can't do it. So why, why, why do it? Yes. I mean, general market timing, I would agree. I mean, but you've got to, I guess, differentiate between market timing and tactical investing because trends. And there, there are, yeah, absolutely. They're the technical side of investing and, and following trends and, you know, looking at where, you know, what's in favor, what's not two different types of investing. Some, okay. some people follow more a passive buy and hold. Here's the asset allocation type strategy. You know, others follow a more tactical approach. There's no right or wrong. You know, my, my tendency investor. is more towards the tactical, right? you know, which isn't market timing. I mean, market timing typically is you're like crypto, right? You're that's trying the, to buy in all the things. Investor. Things are, you know, yeah. jumping on, you know, you got to get on this train before it leaves. And like I said, oftentimes, if that's what you're trying to do, you missed it because by the time it catches your attention because you've, you know, found it in a, a post or heard it on the news, it is too late. That it, train's yeah. gone. Yeah. And that's the 10 for the average investor, really. Right. For is, the average is, investor, market timing, absolutely, is is a bad idea because you're if you're getting information from the normal uh, news media or you know mm -hmm. Facebook or whatever, it, it's going to be too late. And, and that brings us really back to the emotion component, really, and just kind of yep. bringing that full circle. Uh, and I think, again, that's where a, an advisor can also really bring value, not only the expertise and the years of doing it, Phil, and, and, you know, the training and the, you know, all the stuff that you've gone through, but it's also just being there to go, you know, Hey, Phil, so here's what, you know, here's what I'm seeing, or here's what I'm yep. thinking, you know, 
I don't know, am I nuts? Right. And then you could kind of have that, you know, point counterpoint conversation to go, now this is not a bad idea. And let's talk through why, you know, or the, eh, right. maybe not. And let's talk through that as well. Yeah. So really it comes down and we've talked about this over and over, but having a plan, right? That's where you got to start. What is your plan? And then ultimately, if you take that thought of, okay, I'm, I'm considering X, Y, or Z, Mm-hmm. Compare it back to the plan first. Does it fit in? And if so, where? Then have that discussion with your advisor. So yep. yeah, exactly. If you do that, there's you're less likely to make this emotional kind of knee-jerk type uh, reaction and yeah. look back at it and say, "Oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that." <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> less likely to have uncommon sense. And, yep, n- and nine times out of ten. Given time, if you look back, those decisions were not the right things. There you yep. go, folks. That's how we can do it. Uh, obviously, you know, crypto space this week was a great indicator of that. So when what we're talking about for our demographic and our show uh, clientele, if you will, is retirement, you know, retirees and pre-retirees, a lot of times that's the, the large demographic for us. That's where you got to be smart and you got to make sure that we're doing. We all know these statements to be true, yet we tend to do the opposite. And often it's because we get in our own way. We're our own worst enemy. So reach out, have a conversation with an advisor, as Phil just said, or reach out to him at 248 888 7530, 248 888 7530. It's on the screen if you're watching. Don't forget to subscribe to us. Hit the little subscribe button on uh, YouTube or Apple or podcast or Google Podcast or whatever it is that you're using. There's a little heart or a follow or whatever it might be, but that's all available to you. So you can find it all at philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Phil, I'm going to let you go this time and I'll see you here soon for another podcast. All right. Have a great week. You as well. We'll catch you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.